0: Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Michael Spermule, who is a corporate personality profiler turned astrologer. Michael, how you doing?
1: Hey, how you doing? Thanks so much for having me.
0: Of course, man. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you can start with just telling us it. a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great.
1: Sure. So, well, my background is that of a personality profiler, as you mentioned, who along the way early, early, early on got interested in astrology. You combine the two of them together, and that kind of got us to where we are today. So what what I do for fun is I like helping people get to know themselves better than they ever thought possible. And in, in the corporate world, that's through personality assessment. Outside of the corporate world, it's through the language of astrology, which is uh, not what most people tend to think astrology uh, of being – Along traditional sense, there's there's a lot more there than meets the eye.
0: Mm, okay, well, a lot of people are thinking that it's kind of wackadoo traditional yeah. sense right now. Of
1: course, of course. So go ahead and
0: tell us about the more than meets the eye. Yeah.
1: So so he, you know this is where the corporate personality stuff intersects with. Astrology, And my background is in clinical psychology. So there's a lot of science and research drilled into you during graduate school when you're going through that process, especially when you're learning how to interpret psychological assessments, personality assessments. And I got used to that uh, as far as relying on the science, looking at data and putting all that together. Well, at the same time I was in graduate school, someone had gifted me a reading to an astrologer. I had never been, didn't know anything about it. I said, "Eh, yeah, okay, whatever. I had very limited expectations. Turns out, changed my life. The person didn't know anything about me prior to going in there, provided them with my birth date, time, location. And she proceeded to give me a whole history of my life up till that point, including what I was dealing with at that moment and what I was looking at and facing down the road. And I said, that's pretty interesting. And I knew enough to know as a graduate student, okay, this is a lot more specific than any type of generalized things like, well, you may be going on a trip or you're a very nice person. I mean, real specific things with specific timelines and and dates. So that was always rumbling around in the back of my head. And and I started studying astrology after uh, a while. And, you know, I had this mental tug of war going on in my mind of okay, yeah, this is pretty cool, but it doesn't jive with the science because science is important and that's what I've spent my whole life learning. I had this kind of going back and forth. Even though I'd see stuff pan out in the astrology, enter in to what is referred to as vibrational astrology, which is a cutting edge form of astrology that has been in research for like 40 some odd years. And over the past 10 years, things have been starting to coalesce and come together so what is vibrational astrology it's a different approach to astrology compared to anything else that's come before it uh, i'm not the pioneer in that area david cochran is the founder of vibrational astrology and, and here's the the theory in a nutshell instead of talking about astrology from a thematic perspective where people are talking about these archetypes and this planet rules different signs and this is ruling that. And, and and those are all metaphorical and archetypal uh, references. And, and that's cool. I mean, it's worked for, you know, all these years as far as what has carried astrology, but you haven't been able to validate it scientifically, but with vibrational astrology, it is the only evidence-based form of astrology meaning that there have been numerous and continue to be on a, on a rapid pace now. Scientific studies that are coming out showing that this stuff actually holds up. So, once I kind of hooked into that, I said, Ah, now I can wrap my head around this. This makes sense for me because I needed to ask the why questions. I'm always asking why. I've been asking why ever since I was a kid. Man, as a kid, what did I do to, for fun? Take stuff apart to see how it worked. You know how many tape recorders I went through? My parents we're not pleased. But that is that's kind of the the caveat that got me into this and then and now in the work that I do on the astrology side I combine my 25 years of being a personality expert and having assessed over 55,000 people. I know a little bit about people from both the assessment side and the astrology side and it's a it's a very fascinating world that I am privileged to live in.
0: I got gotcha. you. So it's astrology with some science backing because it's vibrational based astrology, is that right?
1: Yeah. so so, and that's just not a name, vibrational. Let me give give you a little tidbit on where that comes from. So the theory in VA vibrational astrology is that each of the planets, starting with the sun and Moon, they're technically not planets. they're luminaries, but we refer to them as planets all the way out to Neptune. Uh, or Pluto rather and Pluto is still referred to as a planet in astrological terms even though it got demoted a few years back.
0: <laughs>
1: Each of those planets emits a specific vibration or energy. So, I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of energy, energy is everything. You know, we're we're vibrating energy. Your your cell phone is vibrating. Everything vibrates at different frequencies, including the planets. So the idea is based on the way these certain planets are configured in the sky at any given point in time, they interact with the natal chart or how the planets were positioned for you and me at the time of our birth. And that's where these different opportunities can arise. Some points of frustration, uh, times when things move very smoothly and easily, other times when we might need to back up a little bit. So the idea is when these planets are in certain resonances, this is the vibrational part. That's where the magic happens. And, and each planet in VA serves a very specific and particular function, unlike traditional astrology, which is, and, and I'm not knocking that cause I know I'll get the letters from the hardcore astrologers who've been, I've been doing this for 80 years. I'm not saying everyone needs to come over to this camp. This is just what works for me. But the, one of the challenges I find is they'd say, all right, well, uh, I I want to know what's going on with regard to relationships. Well, you look in that one house, which is just the section of the the chart that's supposed to deal with relationships. And maybe you have no planets in there. And this is again, going down the traditional astrology route. And then you say, well, what do we do? Well, we look to see who, uh, which, which sign maybe is on the cusp of that house and find out what planet rules that sign. And then you go find that someplace else in the chart. Long story short for me, personal opinion that's a lot of jumping around and what i like to call crowbarring to try to make something fit with va it is what it is we've got very strict definitions of what each planet does and how they interact no more no less and and we're the first people to tell you uh question everything you know we've learned a whole lot over the past 10 years. And now there's a lot of folks, including myself, about to participate in some research to validate some of these specific concepts. And it is it's it's the future of astrology, I believe, and the future's here and is picking up at an exponential pace.
0: I gotcha. And so when you had that experience where somebody mm-hmm. was like tit for tat, basically, told some very specific things in your future, right. uh, were they Vibrational astrology or were they traditional astrology? No,
1: no. Vibrational astrology wasn't around back then because that happened in the 90s. So my thoughts are there is certainly something to astrology. It's been around for 2000 years since, you know, like around 100 uh, AD. And yeah, there's some flakes and people who take it too far and people who have no grounded um, uh, meaning or, or, or anything in what they're doing. There is that out there. There's always been something to astrology in the proper sense, but there's also been a lot of room for uh, interpretation or stretching of interpretations that I think went beyond what is intended to happen. And VA just brings everything current. We don't talk in terms of rulerships per se, Um, you know, because each planet rules certain things, as I mentioned before, that's archaic language. The world, used to operate that way, but it really doesn't operate that way anymore. So it brings the whole thing current, in addition to also looking at what does the science say? And uh, I was at a conference, actually, specifically for VA uh, astrologers back in March. And the stuff that's coming out is amazing. There was a marriage and family therapist in there who did research on astro signatures of people who might be at risk of substance abuse. Uh, there was another pre- uh, presentation in there that looked at potential correlations in certain astro signatures for those people who might have breast cancer. Now, all this is in its infancy, but these are run through not just people kind of looking and saying, oh, yeah, that fits. And this uh, we're talking about, I don't want to get too technical, statistical values. We're talking about, uh, you know, alpha levels as far as confidence intervals, the same type of metrics that are used in genetic. Sequencing and genetic profiling, it's the same research methodology that's being applied in the world of VA, which is very exciting.
0: I gotcha. Yeah, man, that does sound really exciting. I um I didn't know it went that deep.
1: <laughs> oh, it, you <laughs> see, lot. and that's and that's the and, and then you you bring up a good point. This is why I love doing these podcasts. Uh, I I try to get out there and get the message out to everyone. I guess you can call me an evangelizer. Uh, Let me flip the the script here. When you think of astrology and you think of horoscopes, what comes to mind? First impression. Go.
0: The first thing that comes to mind is a girl saying I'm a Gemini, so I'm not going
1: to date you. There you go. (laughs) Okay. I'm a Gemini. You're not getting my number. And uh, I am not really going to tell you my sign, which you, you, you went right there, which is to what everyone thinks of in the uh, online and newspaper, the daily horoscopes, you know, sun sign astrology. And for a long time, Back in the 60s, when Linda Goodman, who was sort of like the one who brought astrology to the masses, that's what people reference as astrology. Well, it was good for getting things into the realm of awareness. But when you start to look at astrology proper, you'll find that that's not even the tip of the iceberg. And most people... Have the same reaction you did. Wow! I didn't know it went so deep. And when I'm doing a consultation with someone, and I'm getting in there talking about the nitty gritty and you know all the different things as far as uh, angular distances and 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 orbs and all these types of things, because it has its own language, people realize wow, there there is a lot to this, and it's a lot more math and geometry than woo woo. Uh, and I will tell you, as far as the signs are related, and the signs are simply what everyone's familiar with. You know, when you ask someone. What is your sign? And they'll say, well, I'm a Taurus or I'm a Capricorn. That's simply what sign the sun was in at the time that you were born. But we've discovered in VA that the signs aren't nearly as important as we once thought they were. They give a little bit of color to things. And most of the Internet, most of the astrologers you'll see online are doing sun sign astrology. And all right, that's cool. There may be some merit there. But there's also a lot of gray area there. It's not nearly as specific as VA. Because in VA, the sign sort of takes a backseat. It's the planetary interactions that really drive what's going on. And the sign may give us a little bit of color. In fact, I did a consult for someone the other day. I don't think I mentioned or referenced signs once. And they were kind of surprised. They said, I've had a lot of readings from other people. And this may be the first one where signs weren't mentioned but they felt that they got more out of it than other readings that they experienced. So uh, again, I know some people this will land at their feet and they'll think, Oh, this is nonsense. And, and Hey, that's okay. There's plenty of room for everyone in the astrology world, lots of different flavors and variations. This just happens to be the one that uh, I'm drawn to for you know the reasons, linking it back to my professional training.
0: There we go. Well, tell us a bit more. I feel like you've hinted at it, but about your motivation, mm-hmm. what really gets you up and keeps you going every day?
1: Yeah. So you know, I've always been the type of guy who like to ask why. Okay. I, I, I hinted at that before, ever since I was a kid, my, my master plan was to get a PhD in clinical psychology and do private practice work. Well, as life ends up taking multiple turns, didn't end up going down that path. I got a master's in clinical psych and did some work in that arena uh, and quickly discovered, okay, I have got to get out of this as quick as possible because back in the day when I was coming up, there wasn't a whole lot of therapy being done. You know, the the work that I had, whether it was at, at, I used to work many years ago for a a department of corrections doing uh, counseling there. And then I did some work in community mental health environments and even some private practice stuff. There was more administrative things going on than actual therapy or helping people understand themselves. So I kind of pivoted um, partly out of necessity and partly out of desire. And that's what got me into the corporate world, helping employers figure out who do we need to hire based on the applicant pool that we have. And I really like helping people connect the dots with regards to not only what makes other people tick, but of course, what makes them tick as an individual—it's something I've I've always had a knack for. It was it was those were the courses I did the best in in graduate school as far as interpreting uh, you know, these very multidisciplinary assessments that have a lot of scales connected with them and integrating that data. So I like I like helping people have that aha moment, whether it's to ensure that they're on the right track in life or to help them understand why they might have hit some roadblocks before. When I can see that light bulb go on above someone's head, and they say, well, this is why I've been banging my head against the wall, and now I don't have to do that anymore. That's really exciting for me.
0: Mm. I feel that. And have you kind of always had that? Like, since you were a kid, you really liked helping people connect those dots, or did you really discover it in grad school?
1: Oh, it, it, it didn't. I mean, I always liked... Yeah, I'm not going to say you know I wasn't in you know eighth grade doing this sort of stuff, but I would say in high school when I took my very first psychology class, it's like, this is interesting. I kind of like this stuff. I mean, you know, prior to high school, I had no idea what I wanted to be as an adult. I didn't really figure all that out until I got through my first two years of undergrad. But I was leaning toward. I knew that I wasn't someone. I, I'm not a technical, a mechanical guy. I could barely get a nail in a wall, so I'm not going to be doing anything that envi- involves artisan work, construction, or plumbing, or electrician uh, type of things. I gladly pay experts for those because that's just not within my my wheelhouse. But once I discovered what it was that I'm good at, and even most importantly, what I'm not good at, and, and that's a, just a sidebar lesson for your, your listeners, everyone wants to know what they're good at, and, and that'll come. You'll find that out what you're not good at is equally important to know so that you can avoid it like the plague. I'm not good with, you know, dealing with minute, small detail type of projects that require the skills of a surgeon. That's not me. I'm horrible at it. I'm not doing my own taxes. I pay someone to do that. So it's important to figure out where those things are that we're not good at And that sort of clears the decks to let what we are good at rise to the top because we're running around all the time trying to deal with things that just aren't cut out for our genius and pleasure. Then we've got a lot of work that we're spending chasing those things down and we're never going to master them. And it deprives us of being able to seek what it is that really makes us get up at a bed in the morning, as you say.
0: Yeah, I love it. That's some good advice, especially because the things that you really, aren't good at are very apparent and they're easier to identify than the one or two things that really get you going and that you're great at.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, listen, you probably have all sorts of people listening to your podcast, those who might be wanting to start a business, those who are in business, those who might be, uh, have a full-time job. This applies to everyone. Sort it out, figure it out you got to try a lot of different things. Yeah. And it's funny as, as we're going through this, this is another reason I like doing these interviews is because it it always, everybody learns. So what I'm going to say now is very similar to what I tell companies. If they're consulting with me to hire people, they say, well, where should we post our ad? Should we post it on LinkedIn? uh, Indeed Facebook marketplace. And They may, this may be the first time that they're dipping their toe in the online recruiting world. And initially I say, post it everywhere. And they'll look at me and say, well, everywhere, what do you mean? I said, well, you don't know where your leads are going to come from right now. You have no idea. You haven't done this. So you got to put out a bunch of fishing lines in South Georgia, where I used to live. They used to call them trot lines. Put them out there, and then you see what fish end up biting on which lines. And then once you get an idea of what doesn't generate any results at all, well, cut those lines free and let them drift off because you're not going to go after them anymore. But let's say you got most of your inquiries from LinkedIn and nothing on Indeed. Well, you don't have to advertise there anymore. Same thing with personal development and looking at how we navigate the world. Throw a bunch of stuff out there. See what you like. I thought I was going to be into 3D printing at some point. Way too tedious of a process. I can see the printer sitting over there in the corner with about a half inch of dust on it. I tried it. Thought it was cool. Then I didn't realize, hey, this smells too, and it makes noise. And then the print it could go south in the last two minutes. And it's like, ah, uh-uh, doesn't work my personality. Am I upset that I spent a couple of bucks on the printer? No, I'll sell it on eBay or give it to my nephew or something. But you got to try stuff because yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I might have fallen in love with it. I could have been, you know, a 3D printer du jour, you know, a wizard, but I didn't know till I tested and it's okay. I gave myself permission. It's like, I didn't buy an expensive one. I bought a real cost of, I think I actually bought it used as I'm looking at it now and it just didn't work for me. That's all right. Not everything's going to work for everybody.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Well, awesome. Michael, tell us about your dreams and goals. What's your vision for your life and your company? Mm.
1: Well, that evolves like many things over time. I really want to help to get the world to know that regarding astrology, that it is modern, it does work, there is science, and it's not this smoke and mirrors that it's been led to believe. And I'm certainly not going to accomplish that alone. There's a bunch of people who are sharing that same dream and vision, and I want to help bring that to the masses to get people to say, just give it a look because most people have the reaction and and this isn't, you know, I'm not picking at you here, but th- I know what I'm dealing with. It's like, Oh, astrology, sun signs, a uh, uh, Gemini. Yeah. Okay. And it's not that at all. And the reason I'm so excited about astrology is because once people get to learn even a little bit of it, you don't need an astrologer. This is not about drumming up business for me. Uh, not at all, because I want people to be familiar with the basic understandings. And if you have a little bit of knowledge and it, it takes a little bit of study, you can use it to give a, get an idea as to, all right, what trends are heading my way versus what uh, might I need to maybe lay off the gas on for a little while. So that's important to me. I, I really would like to help dispel some of the the misinformation that's out there. And then you would ask me something else and my ADHD kicked in and I forgot the second part of the question. So please Uh, ask it again.
0: (laughs) Just vision for your business and your life.
1: Yeah. So, you know, as, as things evolve down, down the road here, um, you know, I've never been one to chase uh, uh, fame and fortune fortune. Yes. Fame. uh, Not so much. Uh, I'd like to be able to elevate this to a point where It is really accessible to folks uh, and and really make a a contributing mark someplace in the world of VA so that it helps move the whole discipline forward. Because what we have now that we didn't have 10 or even 15 years ago is in order to do the type of research that's involved with astrology is you got to have the processing power of local desktop computers. Now, they've been around forever but it's a matter of having the software and the right hardware and all this stuff to be able to do a lot of calculations quickly to start running these various uh, hypotheses and see what's panning out. So now all that's up and running. And I think it's it's very exciting what lies ahead in the immediate as well as the longer term future with regards to uh, how things a- end up progressing in the field. And, and it, it's very exciting.
0: I gotcha. Do you ever get the um? What's the word I'm looking for? The like kind of rebuttal or the the question or the mm-hmm. what? We'll just go with question. Do you ever get the question that um, all of this seems like it can be a self fulfilling prophecy of you mm-hmm. get a reading and then you go out and seek for it to come true confirmation bias, basically.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very common entry that people bring, especially if they've been to other astrologers before, uh, or even if they've never been to an astrologer, here's how I describe astrology. And, and Cause I frame it this way from the beginning to minimize that. Uh, and we can all create a self-fulfilling prophecy out of anything we want in our life. So what I tell people is astrology is not crystal ball and a lot of people want to view it that way it tells me that on this date i'm going to be this and this doesn't work that way at least i've never seen it work that way now maybe maybe another astrologer who's got different techniques uh, can can make those type of claims but it's not a crystal ball astrology is more like a weather report meaning just like with a regular weather report it gives us information And then what we do with that information is entirely up to us. So here's an example. Let's say the weekend's coming up and you're planning to go to the beach with your family. And you're planning a cookout and a lot of good stuff. And then Friday night, you look at the weather report and it says, "Uh uh-oh, big storms forecasted all day Saturday, all day Sunday. The weather report does not dictate whether or not you can go to the beach or not. If you want to go to the beach and be in the rain for those two days, you certainly could do it. It's probably not going to be optimal, but you can do it. It's not a matter of the astrology ruling your life or or overpowering you or dictating your actions. We have free will. Conversely, uh, you could go to the beach Uh, in the middle of a time when the weather is great and there may be another issue that, that, you know, maybe there's a sandstorm or something that could end up ruining the trip, or maybe there's sharks on the beach that day, you know? So, so the idea is just like a weather report, I always encourage folks to look at the astrological data. What is the astrological weather? And then use your own intuition and decisions to make Whatever appropriate actions are are best determined by you from all the information you've got. So I, I I position it as a data point as opposed to a divination method. You know when you go to a psychic, they they give you specific things and that's like this is it here you go. And I'm not knocking uh, psychics. I'm not a psychic, but um, you know a, a lot of psychics that's how they operate. Okay, astrology is not that way. It's like here's the cycles and timing that would be optimal. Here are some timings that might not be as optimal do with that as you please within the latitude that you have and, uh, and put it all together. So that's generally, and, and I get that out, right. You know, if someone's come to an astrologer to see me for the very first time, I'll, I'll spend a good 15 minutes with them before we even get into the consultation, just explaining how things work because I want people to have the right understanding of what it's all about.
0: Mm. I gotcha. I think that's a good, um, perspective shift for sure to just see it as a data point. It's giving you some information. You take that information. I mean, that's basically what everything does in life, right? It gives you some information. You take that information and you make a decision.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's it. You know, I, I mean now, yeah, have I had many situations where I've, you know, someone went back and said, look at this date, tell me what was going on in the sky and how that impacts me and, and then have a direct hit of what it was. Yeah. That, that happens all the time, but that's not how I position the services that I do. I'm about giving you trends, whether they're short, because you know, depending on which you, what planet you look at and what configurations, we can give you trends from a week up to 30 years down the road. Yeah, you know, there's there's moon phases that we can look at, there's a whole bunch of different elements that, that come into play, and it all comes down to well, what is the question and what is the time frame, and then that dictates which techniques are best suited for for me to uh, to employ at that point and to provide that information and in, uh you know the most solid way possible
0: are there certain techniques and planets that are more potent than others
1: uh, i wouldn't say more potent i mean there's it, it, like let me give you an example one of the things that we look at when someone is around 29 30 years old is called your saturn return and that simply means where saturn shows up in your birth chart 20 years, 30 years from the moment that you were born, it's going to generally get back to the exact spot where it was when you were born. And when that happens, the time, you know, a, a year or so before that and a year or so after that, it's a time of potential disruption. And you can anticipate, everyone can anticipate that coming. If you're right around 29 years old, you're probably at or close to your Saturn return. You get another one when you get close to 60. Well, Saturn is the planet, of essentials. What does that mean? That means it takes away all the nonsense that's unnecessary and strips you down to the core. Now, I don't know how old you are. I don't have your birth data in front of me. Um, you may be getting close to a Saturn return or have maybe just gotten through it. But right around that point, if you go and look at, and ask people, you know, what was going on around, you know, age 28, 29, 30. And the reason it varies is it depends on where Saturn was at the time of your birth is that when you ultimately have that Saturn return that that, that can be very powerful. And what makes it different for everyone and not have the exact same experience is how the planets in your birth chart were configured and how they're being aspected right now by what's going on in the sky. So that's a great technique if someone is or around their Saturn return. But if someone's in their 40s, I'm not going to focus on that because it's not relevant for what's here today. There are other things that we can look at. We can progress the chart. Uh, we could uh, do uh, a whole bunch of other things. I don't want to get too technical here. But you know the job of the astrologer is to figure out, all right, based on the client and what they're asking, What's the most appropriate way to provide the information? And what do we look at? And that's what we look at.
0: There we go. So it's very context dependent.
1: Oh, very much. One of the things that I say in my intake form, and uh, I'm one of the few astrologers, I think that has an intake form. Tell me in detail what you want to focus on. I don't want to spend 30 minutes talking about romance. If you're talking about starting a business and you want to know how the influences of, the planets are impacting that Um, some people have said that when you have someone's birth chart in your hands, it's like you've got your whole life and that there's some truth to that, that their whole life is there from their past to their present and to the future. And it's a matter of figuring out what are we focusing on? Because without a target, yeah, I can tell you lots of stuff and it could be cool and you go, yeah, that's me, but that's not the goal. My goal is to give you information that you can then incorporate either reaffirm what's going on in your world now uh, or add to that information and then make some decisions that are going to incorporate that information so you, you have the best outcome possible.
0: I got you. Well, awesome. Michael, what are the top one to two skills that you personally need to develop right now to make your dreams and goals come true?
1: Stress management, number one. <laughs> gotcha. You know, like most entrepreneurs and people in business, uh, the work-life balance thing has eluded me for many years. Um, I think I've gotten better at it, but I got a ways to go. Um, and it, it's it's always been that way. You know, I'm always the guy just, you know, let me send one more email. Hang on. I remember one time they were rolling me off for some surgery. wasn't anything major. <laughs> and I ended up taking a call. Yeah. You see where I'm going here. Uh-huh. A good client of mine called and I told the, the house, I said, could you hang on just a second? So oh, yeah, take your time. And I said, Hey, so-and-so uh, they're about to reel me off to, for carpal tunnel surgery. And they were just aghast. Are you kidding me? You're talking to me now. I said, yeah, I want to make sure, sure you get what you need. I said, I'll be on the other side of this in a couple of days. Uh, and we can reconnect then. So, so there's that. Um, and I think along with, with, and I'm certainly not the first person to, to say this, uh, I don't know if you follow Gary Vaynerchuk at all, but patience. Yep. Patience is very important. Everybody, including myself, we want it now. You want to get it done. You got you have that fire in the belly and you're excited and you're, and, and you need some of that, you know, because without it, you sit home and, you know, watch videos all day long, Netflix, et cetera. But patience is a constant reminder. And I think as long as you you, get, I heard this quote the other day, slow progress is still progress. So even if it's one brick in the wall a day, as long as you're doing something, whether it's reading a page or writing a page or posting that thing to social or whatever it is that you're doing in your world life uh, or business to get your goals met keep moving and balance out the whole work life thing along with patience and th- there's nothing but good things that can come out of that because neither one of those two things work life balance and or patience imply laziness by any means and i think that was maybe a you know a, a false belief i had in my in my head for many years like well if you slow down you're slacking off and you're not getting the job done and no nah, that's not it yeah <laughs> that's not it at all
0: yeah i got you And what are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals?
1: Consistency. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of goes back to what I said before. Even if, I mean, there's certain things that I will do. I will always look at astrological transits in the sky every day, regardless of how busy I am, what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, That's just one example. So for me, you know, whether it's uh, whether I'm learning something, I always try to read at least a page of whatever I'm reading at the moment on a daily basis. So consistency, 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 and be satisfied with small wins that come from consistency, because that's what keeps you moving forward. Uh, I've done the, the whole sprint before. And yeah, you might have some short term games, but that's not there for the long haul. You've got to just do a nice slow. Think of it in terms of an IV. When, you know, if you've ever seen an IV in a patient, it drips that little bit of fluid in there on a consistent basis. So it's not overwhelming the person and it's not underwhelming them. And that's what I strive to do to continue to move the needle forward, you know, and that includes weekends and holidays, because when you're into something that you like, it's not really work. You know, I mean, it is, there, there's work that has to be done, but, you know, reading that additional page or, or looking up that one of the thing or whatever it is to you, keep doing it. I gotcha. Slow and steady wins the race and it will outpace a jackrabbit every time the jackrabbit may get there, but then, you know, they might get eaten because they showed up too early.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. It is. Um. It's hard to remember that. It really is. And- of course it is. Hard to remember and even harder to implement on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, exactly. Because, you know, you get wrapped up in what you're doing and if you're a solopreneur or even have a small shop someplace, uh, yeah. And I'm not anti-hustle. I mean, I, I hustle, but then there are times when I just have to say, all right, this is it. You know, my weekends are usually pretty sacred for me because I, I go pretty, pretty hard all week long. And, and what do I do on the weekends? Just kind of hang out with the family and chill. I don't do a whole lot. And that's by design because that's my recharge time. And then Monday rolls around and uh, you know, now, does that happen every weekend? No. Uh, but it's better now than it's been in a long time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, I like your, um your one page a day. Like recently for me, it's been like recently this podcast had a, a spike mm-hmm. in views because I got a spike in reviews. So a bunch ah. of people reviewed the podcast. So yep. I got a spike in views. There you go. So I was like, wow, it wasn't even that big of a spike. It was maybe five or 10 views. And I was like, if I consistently just mm-hmm. got two reviews a week, three reviews a week, yep, I've already been doing this for like a year and a half. I would have had like 100, 150, 200 reviews by now, right? two or three a week, right? And I'm sitting around 20 or 30 reviews. I'm like-
1: So, so throw some I... gas on that fire. Accelerate that a little
0: bit. Exactly. So if okay. I just had- every day consistently been reaching out to people with the goal of one review. One yep. review doesn't seem like a win, but no. one review every week for a year and a half is a huge yep. win.
1: Oh, okay. So I'll be a hundred percent transparent here. Cause that's how I roll. My goal is to do one podcast interview or one interview period. It could be a podcast, could be traditional radio, some contact with a member of the media every day. And some days there, you know, there may be multiples. I've got another one after you uh, in a couple of hours. I don't think I have anyone. No, I do have one tomorrow. The point is just doing that in and of itself. If I did that consistently and I'm, I'm well on the way, you know, you get in there after a year, you know how many places people have heard about me one way or another. And that's not even scratching the surface, but it's a good foundation and it's a good start. And one or two by itself doesn't mean much, but you add all that together. That's a whole lot of exposure Without having to pay a ton of money for advertising or anything like that, um, and and the key is I'm trying to deliver to folks like you who are doing interviews and running podcasts information that people could use. And yeah. as long as, and, and I think that's the big thing really have something that's of value. If you're going out there and you're just trying to make a buck, you're you're going to get found out real quick. You may have a little initial success, but if you're bringing something of value to the market wherever that market is for you, people will realize that. Um, and, you know, it, sometimes it's a little hard to break through, but you got to just stay that course and resist the urge for the quick hits because they generally don't sustain over the long term.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And it's really just that delayed gratification, being able to sit in that uh, consistency, sit in that moment and see yep. the reward a year out, two years out, five years out, whatever it may be
1: absolutely you gotta you gotta build the base before you go ahead and put up the walls and you know furnish the place you, you got to build the foundation and uh and and then you get the law of momentum on your side once you start rolling I don't know if you've experienced this but once you start it's probably easier now to reach out and get reviews than it was before you got those first 30 I would imagine
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: yeah because it's like okay this isn't so bad I just it's rinse and repeat rinse and repeat But the hardest thing, like anything else, like if you try to push a parked car and get it rolling, is overcome that initial inertia. Once the car starts rolling, then it's a lot easier to keep moving. But that initial part, mm, it can be gnarly.
0: For sure. Yep. Well, Michael, if there were one or two people you can meet right now, this could be a specific person or a type of person. And they'd help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals. Who would they be and how would they help?
1: Oh, boy. Well, that is a very good question I would have to say if I if I could meet someone let's say living and I know this is going to sound a little trite but I'm going to say it anyways I I'd like three minutes with Gary vaynerchuk to yeah. see what he'd have to say because he's so good at conveying so much powerful information to a small period that would be that would be very 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 powerful someone else that I'd like to meet I'm not so sure that it would contribute to my to my development as far as business or goals, but but it would just be kind of cool. and this one may surprise you. I'd like to meet Howard Stern oh because he's also he's he, just like astrology, he's very, very misunderstood. If you look into Howard Stern and go beyond the pomp and circumstance and whatnot, there's a lot of substance going on there, and he's a bright, bright guy. If you read his biographies, especially the most recent one, super intelligent guy. And, you know, I know that'll never happen because he doesn't like meeting anybody. Uh, but I'm just saying I'm putting it out there in the universe. In fact, I, I, I know someone who knows Howard Stern. And I and I made that statement. So, yeah, you're right. He'll never meet you or anyone else. I said, Yeah, I figured that. But that's OK. But because there's more. And I think the reason you know that, and that may shock some of your listeners, there's more there than meets the eye. And I think as human beings and as we're out there in the world and, you know, the current state of affairs being whatever it is right now, we got to look a little deeper. You know, it's not a surface analysis. uh, We can lose a lot. And and I think Howard falls into that category. So those are my two. Gary V and Howard Stern. Could you get any two people who are more opposite of each other?
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Well, cool, man. We're going to jump to our thriving three now. First question, favorite book, movie or podcast? Pick one.
1: Favorite movie is easy. March of the penguins. Did you ever see that with the emperor penguins down in, in it's watch that movie. If you haven't, it's a documentary and I'm not at the time I saw that originally, I wasn't really in the mood for it, but you talk about the whole idea of the circle of life and struggle and a bunch of meanings that go beyond the initial meaning. Watch that movie. And it's, it's very, very powerful if you watch it in the right mindset. And I my, my secondary movie to that, that is not nearly as meaningful <laughs> is Goodfellas because my dad loved that movie. And whenever I see that, come on, it reminds me of him. And he passed uh, several years ago. So that that's movie number two, but March of the penguins has got to be
0: first. There we go. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself?
1: Um, a, a lot of downtime is spent just listening to music and, and, and chilling and, uh, you know, reading actually is, is, is good for me because I can control the pace and time and what I want. Uh, it's, it's unplugging. You know, I'm not a gamer. I spend a lot of time in front of studio cameras and equipment and computers. So I try to take a break from that just to mix it up and give it something different. And some days again, I'm better than others. It's just the way it rolls
0: for sure. And what's one. No. I- oh.
1: oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, finish what you were going to say.
1: Oh no, I was I was going to say, you know, the the one thing I think to impart to your listeners is none of us have this all figured out. You know, you listen to podcasts and experts and people, we're all just trying to put one foot in front of the other. And for years I used to admire people and put them up on pedestals, uh, pedestal and say, "Oh wow, they're you know this or that." Everybody's got stuff to wade through including you and me. So, you know, we're right in there with anyone who's listening to this. Well, we're, we're we're no better than anyone else. It's just a matter of sticking with it uh even when it gets uh, you know, a little sticky.
0: Uh ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes it
0: is. Uh what's one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet either Gary Vee or Howard Stern?
1: Ah, uh, well, um Put out content, <laughs> <Yeah>. content, content. <laughs> Put out content, slice it and dice it, and 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 if I really had a question, you know, Gary V responds to emails because uh, I had emailed him before, and he actually I can tell he opened it because I track everything, but he didn't really respond. And then I look back and the email wasn't compelling enough. So one day, that's all right. Yeah, the timing's right.
0: I got you. I got you. All right. We got our last section here. It's about limiting beliefs. If mm. uh, if you don't want to answer him, just fill it.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I, yeah, if I don't want to answer it, I won't answer it. That's,
0: <laughs> what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any?
1: That things ultimately will sort themselves out, especially when you're in the middle of a tornado, you know, you got all sorts of things happening of the time, even when it's crazy, you end up looking on the backside of it three, six, 12 months later. It's like, yeah, that was bad, but things sorted themselves out and it took care of things got taken care of that needed to get taken care of. It's hard to let go and trust that. Um, That doesn't mean that you don't put in the work, but at the same point, do what you can do and then just let it go.
0: Okay, so it's hard for you to believe that things will ultimately sort themselves out.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it's it, when you are in the midst of a crisis and everything is being pulled at you in twenty different directions. They, they, it's like, well, is this going to be okay? Oh, I am losing this client. Will I ever get a replacement? all that you know, it's it's the it's the the self talk that starts, uh, and then you know you look at the data. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I've been at it for twenty some odd years. Uh, probably got a good set of skills to base things on. It's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. And do you have any limiting actions that reinforce this limiting belief?
1: Mm, not really, because I, I, I will do what needs. I mean, as far as reinforcing the belief. Now, I'll think one thing, but then if I've got you know, where the rubber meets the road, I'll make the rubber meet the road and do what has to get done. So uh, I wouldn't say so much in the action. It, it's It's mental chatter more than anything else.
0: Okay. It okay.
1: tends to be more limiting.
0: Yeah. I feel you. And when that mental chatter starts to get the best of you, what do you do to take back control? What thoughts or actions do you resort to?
1: I got to get out of the situation. I got to go get a cup of coffee. I got to go maybe call somebody just to chit chat. I got to totally break the state as Tony Robbins would say, because if I sit there and continue to think it through, like most of us, we just whip ourselves up into an unnecessary frenzy. So it's a matter of, all right, I've had enough of this. I got to get out of here for a couple of minutes. And uh, that kind of enables me to reset and then refocus and move forward.
0: For sure. For sure. And if you had to kind of change that, that negative mental chatter into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart in the way that you needed to hear it, what would that phrase be?
1: Hmm. It's going to be okay
0: it's going to be okay. Show sure enough.
1: It's going to be okay.
0: Show sure enough. Now,
1: say, saying it and feeling it and internalizing it two different things, but yeah. you know, you start there. <laughs> it's going to be okay.
0: Absolutely. One last question for you, ready? Sure. What is your favorite belief about yourself?
1: That I've got grit. I've, I've, I've been through some stuff and we all have, and you know, I'm, I'm the guy who will go down or out fighting as opposed to waving the white flag. I'll do everything I can to make something happen. And if it doesn't happen, okay, I've, I've done what I could do. It's not because I was sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. So I'm a very self starting individual. Uh, I don't need a lot of handholding. And, and I'm, I'm very proud of that because a lot of people can't ever get out of the gate you know, and, and some things work and other things don't. I've had my share of failures um, and had my share of successes uh, as well. So the, the fact that you just keep, keep getting back on the horse is, is a game changer because you just, you don't know when that, when that connection happens. I mean, who knows you're interviewing me. Someone may hear this. Someone else may say, Oh, did you hear this guy? And who knows? You don't know. That's another reason I do a ton of these. I, I, you got to put yourself out there. You've got to be at, no one knows who you are. If you're sitting in your home office and and, and you're not putting yourself out there. So whatever that means for you and talking to the listeners now, whether that means showing up in a networking meeting or being part of an online community or doing PR or whatever, whatever it is, you got to get seen and you got to do it consistently. Yeah. I noticing the thread here. You notice that C- keep, yeah. it always comes back to that consistency thing.
0: Absolutely. You know, <laughs> well awesome michael that's all we got for you man thanks so much for coming on the show
1: well cool if people want to find out more about who i am and what i do i invite them to visit blue ridge astrology.com that's blue ridge astrology.com lots of free stuff there um and, and i'll let them see what is available they can learn more about Uh, my services and readings and what have you. And I thank you for the opportunity to hang out with you today. This has been good. Very enjoyable.
0: Yeah, it's been great. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Michael had to say, make sure to go check him out. That link, blueridgeastrology.com will be down in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Hey there, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book, Impact Ignition, Live a Purposeful Life. See you tomorrow for another
1: show.